Justin. What's up, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, just uh, sitting down for a chat with the Power Trip Gaming guys, dudes. Hey, Andy. <laughs> oh, God. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Why? Why do you do that every time? Every time. <laughs> We're guesting on the two dudes in a nest. Come on, seriously. <laughs> you can't get serious for just... Just one one show. One show. That's all I ask. It's, it tasted like mangoes. Oh, of course it did. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it smells like mangoes. <laughs> it is it uh, smells like mangoes. <laughs> nitro mango nas. Mm. Yeah. It's delicious. Mm. What a way to start the show. Yeah. yeah Why did we invite you guys on? I don't honestly know. <laughs> I, I truly don't know. After the recent... Uh, picking of games we've been doing i kind of wanted that myself ah, well, how about this I is it grosser to that. smell somebody else's burp or somebody else's spark oh uh it's um the correct answer is neither personally uh, i feel like a burp is worse i do well, too i do yeah. too i think the burp is worse i think it's because you know what to expect with a fart but with a burp it could be like anything it could be so much worse oh yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm my cow say you. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with fart too, because at least I can appreciate a good fart. Usually, yeah, it's go. worse to smell a burp. Yeah, it's worse to smell a burp. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. I can appreciate a good fart. <laughs> <laughs> that's well said. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know what? I, touch I, oven. Yeah, um, that's one of my favorites, actually. Not when it's done to me, obviously, but uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite moves. <laughs> that's how I met my wife. All right. <laughs> met her in a dutch Stop. oven hey actually uh, <laughs> oh my God. since we have uh since we've started this podcast so eloquently uh <laughs> might i also add that i forgot to introduce it like i'm supposed to and so in true 2019 two dudes fashion we're gonna have to start over <laughs> so, hey. so let's uh start somewhere. let's just start it right over here we go yeah let's do it again no hey, this is Atari Man, and you're listening to Two Dudes in a Nest. Man, I love this show about as much as I love when Michael buy something off of me. If I could just find a copy of Wrecking Crew. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? We totally did not just spend the first three minutes talking about belching and farting. All in, you know, we we just now started, and it's a good show. We're going to talk about uh, little gargoyles quest number two on the Two Dudes and S podcast, and we've got uh, a couple of fine gentlemen uh, on the show with us from Power Trip Gaming, Paul and Andy. Welcome to the show. That's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Good to be here, Bob. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yes, always a pleasure. Oh, this will be a fun one. It's typical power trip opening. Because very good. Because I can't wait. Because <laughs> I, I will admit right off the bat, I am the one who uh, suggested the game. And uh, let's just say I have a perfect track record for recommending bad games. So all the listeners who have listened to our past Power Trip gamings where Paul has picked the game, 
you can uh, skip this episode. We'll see you next episode. <laughs> yep. Enjoy. We'll, we'll see you guys back. Never. Don't worry. I'll man the helm on the next one. <laughs> I think we're just going to keep having you guys on until Paul finally gets a good one. We'll see. We'll see if well, it ever happens. But uh, well, then the joke's on you. I will never pick a good game. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. What I really want to know is: Is this going to be in Nick Stevens' top ten still? Ooh, you know, that's a good question. I am really hoping that I at least was able to pick a game that is in Nick Stevens' top ten. Well, I have. To... It, it's so hard. It's so hard to to pick whether or not he's going to really like a game <laughs> or just completely ignore it. A prestigious right. honor. Huh? Yeah. It's really hard to crack that top 10 Nick Stevens. Oh, hugely difficult. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so uh, I, I just got to know, okay, the belching, okay? Yes. We were talking about before the show started that the belching is from all the 13 years worth of energy drinks you've been drinking? Yeah, yeah. I work uh, third shift, and I've worked third shift for the past 13 years, so it's uh, every morning, right on the way to work, energy drink, pound it. It does nothing sense. now. <laughs> that makes <laughs> sense because coffee is kind of like a breakfasty thing, and uh, yeah. nighttime feels ripe for uh, like a monster or something. What's your oh, go-to? Yeah. What's your go-to energy drink? Uh, a Rockstar Hardcore Apple. Ooh, mm. super good. It's probably my favorite one. I've had so many favorite energy drinks over the years. I used to like uh, Rockstar Juiced. They used to have guava. It was like apple, pear, and guava. It was super good. Then they got rid of that. Then, uh, my God, it's gone all over. Punches uh-huh. and, but it's it's typically balanced between the monster and the not and the, uh, what's the other one? Rockstar. Rockstar. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Never been a big Red Bull fan though. Not not a Red Bull guy, huh? No, it was always too expensive for too tiny of a can. Yeah, I agree. See, I, uh, for the longest time, I drank Rockstar. It was like double the caffeine or something. They, I think they quit making them. Oh, was, yes. Do you yeah, know, yeah, do you know which one I'm talking about? I can't, yeah. know, I cannot remember what it was. It was like, uh, it was, it was a, it was a black and yellow can. It was like a typical Rockstar can, but it had like more yellow on it somehow. And I guess it mm-hmm. meant more, more caffeine. So I drank, yeah. the, I drank that for the longest time and I loved it. And then I got a kidney stone. And I stopped. <laughs> oh, that's painful. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Paul. Paul loves the fact that I drink these all the time. I most certainly do. Um, because long time ago, um, I don't even know why, but me and Andy, we uh, we made a bet. And uh, if one of us dies, the other one has to pay or the one who dies has to leave the other one five hundred dollars in his will. And so it's kind of like. <laughs> And so it's just kind of like a, a, a we go back and forth, just kind of laughing at each other, like, "Oh, that's okay. It's I'm five hundred dollars. I'm closer to getting that five hundred dollars." <laughs> and every time he drinks an energy drink, I, I went through a phase where I was like trying to stop him from doing it. And now I'm just like, "Hey, Andy, did you have your your energy drink today?" He's like, "Yeah, I did." I'm like, "Oh, I just have another one." It was because so. you were working like two or three jobs at the same time. I was. And oh, you that's were right. so you, yeah. bitterly exhausted all the time, and I was like, "This is." Here comes that 500. Every yes. time you got in your car. That's what it was. I was like, yep. $500. <laughs> <laughs> I feel yep. like that should be like a, a B movie with Sean William Scott. There's a couple of guys, um, you know, trying to cheer on each other's debt to get death to get uh, $500. I, yeah, it could I, be I, like the sequel to a Dude, Where's My Car or something. 
Yeah. I was actually thinking yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> dude, where's my death? <laughs> Although dude, I did dude why, ain't, why ain't you dead? Today. <laughs> yeah. I did see role models the other day with Sean William Scott, and it was actually fairly hilarious. I love You're, that movie. It is hilarious. Role models is amazing. That is I don't know why movie. I never saw it to begin with, but when it came out, but it, it is really good. Okay, so before we the- get off the energy drink talk though, because I got a couple more I wanna I wanna bring up and see if you drank them. Oh. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh well my go to now is the uh the monster, like the white monster or the black monster. The, like the cherry one. Oh, the black cherry one. Yeah, that yeah, one's really good. That one's really Those good. are the ones where it's they're not um they're sugar free, I think. Yeah. Those are sugar free ones. Yeah, the, the, the white one's ones. really good too. Yeah. Those are those are my two favorites right now. But also I used to drink one called Zience or something. I guess it was science, but it was spelled with an X. So it was really extreme. You knew it was yeah. extreme science? Yeah. It was extreme <laughs> science. Exactly. It was really yeah, good. I, I yeah, tried those two. What's uh what's the one that's big? Uh Bang. Bang Energy Bang. Drink is another one that's mm. pretty big. There's like five thousand flavors and none of them are good. My nephew, <laughs> my nephew drinks bang. My little uh, my little brother drinks bang. He drinks c- cotton candy flavored bang, and I just look at him. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds absolutely cotton candy terrible. Yeah, yeah I've tried a few of disgusting. them, and I can't, I can't get behind it. I just can't. I need my yeah. energy drink to feel like it's got a kick, you know, like it's got something yeah. to it. Absolutely. I need to feel That's... that caffeine going down the throat. Have you ever tried like the the Java Monster, where it's the coffee plus the energy drink? Uh, yeah, I have. Oh god, they're okay. I feel it. I feel like that's too much. Yeah, it kind of is. Have you tried the like the? I think it's it's Monster Rockstar One makes like the protein shake with the, with caffeine energy in it. Yeah, I tried. I think a vanilla shake one. It wasn't I think I almost either. threw up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I forced myself to drink it because I spent like three dollars on the can. Right. So I'm like, well, now I gotta drink it, even if it's terrible. Don't okay, that's it. That's hey, all. Hey, right. hey, hey, guys! Uh, before you continue, hey, Justin, you you want to just uh, kind of join me over in the corner for a cup of coffee? <laughs> yeah, I just drink coffee. That's what <laughs> I mean. Me too. I do not drink energy drinks. <laughs> I just gotta drink both, uh, man. If it's AM, it's coffee. If it's PM, it's it's energy drink. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I, I drink, drink coffee, coffee at night. I drink coffee like uh, about an hour and a half ago, actually. So yeah, I sometimes make some coffee too, like after I get home from work, just to like keep me like focused and awake, so that I don't fall asleep like on the couch, which I have a habit of doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you guys take your coffee? If you don't mind me asking. Black. 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 Yeah, black. What the heck is wrong with you guys? <laughs> Mine is basically milk with a splash of coffee in it. <laughs> and like five five spoons of sugar. That it's used to be that used to be me. <laughs> I forced myself to to enjoy the black coffee though. And and I've I've gotten to where I kinda like it. If you get it, some if you get some good coffee, you don't have to put anything in it. No, that's true. And um have you ever tried this bulletproof coffee? It's like where you're supposed to put like butter in it. Yeah, you're supposed I've to keep tried you it. satiated for the oh, morning. I've never, I've never tried that before. I've never even heard of it. I've heard of it, but I, I've never been adventurous enough to try it. Ooh. It's supposed to like keep you, you know, from getting like mid-morning hunger. Uh, I've never tried it myself. Well, I will tell you, I, when I before I went black, I went with heavy whipping cream, and that would 
I wouldn't get hungry until like supper time when I would fill it full of like half heavy whipping well, I mean, cream and half coffee. Yeah, but you use the whole bottle of heavy whipping cream though. So no, I didn't, use, I didn't use half. I didn't use a whole bottle. He was like, it's a joke. Come on. Pick up on the joke. <laughs> I always like the flavored creamers. That was always my thing. Okay. Oh, good times. Good times. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe oh, man. I, I don't even think we need to discuss the game anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just call it. What a, what a great episode this was. <laughs> Farts, burps, and coffee. And energy <laughs> drinks. <laughs> All right. Like so me. now oh. that uh, now that nobody, everybody's turned off the podcast at this point, why don't we just, uh, why don't we go ahead and do some history? Does that sound good? It is yeah. now time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. All right. So, as usual, I've got a quiz game. Hey! Oh, snap. I can't All wait right. to this. So, this quiz game is about somewhat about this game, somewhat about Gargoyles. And somewhat about people involved in this game. So, let's get started. Alright, as usual, just to go over the rules, you buzz in with your name. Uh, you can wait until the question's read and all the answer choices have been read. There'll be four answer choices to each question. If you feel like you know the answer, however, before the, the question's even been finished reading, you can buzz in at any time. Now, you guys ready? Oh, we're ready. Right. Hey, is it every man for themselves or is it power trip versus me? No, no, no. Every man for himself. Okay, oh, good. come on now. I don't want AD on my team. <laughs> That's fair. All right. That's fair. Can I get a teammate? Yeah. <laughs> so this game was re-released on another system in the 90s. That system was the Game Boy. But it was only released in two countries. Which of the following is one of those countries? Is it A, France, B, Australia, C, China, D, England? Oh my god. Uh, Paul? Mm. Paul? Uh, China? China is correct. Oh, that's so <laughs> weird. Paul with one. So it was, right. was re released for Game Boy only in Japan and China. I knew it was released in Japan. I was waiting on that one. Yeah, I thought Japan would be too obvious, so I didn't want to give that as an answer choice. So, Paul comes out with a commanding early lead. Yes, of one. one. (laughs) Already more exciting than the Super Bowl last night. All right. Bazing. All right. The producer of this game was none other than the famous Tokuyura Fujiwara. Who's known for the Mega Man series, Ghouls and Goblins, and of course this game. And but he is also known by his nickname, Professor Blank. Is it A F B T C K D A? Mike. Paul. Mike. Uh, T. It is not Professor T. Paul. Paul? Is it uh, K? It is not Professor K. Dang it. 
What were the other two letters? <laughs> A, F, and D, A. Let's say uh, F. F is correct. Hey, hey! I won one based on process of elimination. Which, <laughs> I mean, come on. I, I guess <laughs> I should have gotten. Well, I thought that, but then I thought, don't Japanese names go backwards? And that would make more sense. Yeah, and I, I thought yeah. it was way too obvious. Oh, well. All right. So we got Andy and Paul tied at one, and Mike still at zero. All right. Gargles became popular on medieval buildings in the 13th century, but they were originally built to serve what purpose? Was it A, diverting rainwater from the building? Was it B, scare away birds? C, cornerstones of walls? Or D, scare away demons? Paul. Paul? Scare away demons. It was not scare away demons. Mike. Mike. Scare away birds. It was not scare away birds. Wait, what were the other two choices? <laughs> A, diverting rainwater, or C, cornerstones of walls. Oh, boy. I'm going to say diverting rainwater. They were originally built for diverting rainwater. They were actually rain spouts uh, when they first were created and put on uh, buildings in medieval times of the 13th century. So Andy, by process of elimination on two <laughs> questions, takes the lead. Winning thanks to garbage time. That's what I'm talking about. Way to not answer until everybody else gets it wrong. (laughs) Very kind of you. This is what I live off of. (laughs) Alright, here we go. Question number four. Yuki Iwai made her composing debut with this game as she composed the music for it. She also composed the music for what Disney-based game on the Super Nintendo? Was it A, The Lion King, B, Aladdin, C, Toy Story Paul? It's Aladdin. It is Aladdin. Yeah. All right. It's a good good game. I like (laughs) it. uh, And and just just for the record, uh, the Super Nintendo version of Aladdin, hands down better than the Sega Genesis version. Right on. Well, well duh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know. <laughs> truth is truth. Sorry. I had Aladdin and I had um, The Lion King, but I didn't have Toy Story or The Jungle Book or the Indian. Really, Indian. All right. Let's see here. So, the designer of this game, Ryu Miyazaka shares the name with what type of famous athlete in Japan? Is it A, baseball player, B, highlighted player, C, boxer, or D, basketball player? Mike. Mike? Baseball player. It is not a baseball player. I am terrible at this game. (laughs) You are. Andy? I'm going to say a boxer. It is a boxer. Look at Andy with the win. The only reason I thought oh. that is because I was picturing Ryu from Street Fighter going Hadouken. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's a fighter. Cool. Oh, man. So we're just going to, Andy, from there, from here on out, we're just going to call you Tom. <laughs> Mr. Brady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I just wait for everyone else to make That's a mistake. That's right. Just wait for other people to fail and then pick up the pieces. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Rely on those around me. Uh, well done. I love it. 
All right, so just to round this out, uh, that's the end of the quiz game. Andy wins, of course. Gargoyles Quest 2 was released by Capcom uh, in July of 1992 in Japan and October of 1992 for North America. Um, has been re-released, like, of course, on the Game Boy, as I talked about, uh, under the name Maikai Mura Gaiden, the Demon Darkness. Um, he was... Uh, had... Good reviews pretty much all around, and IGN placed it on number 63 of their best North American NES games ever created. Wow. So it got uh, got some love from IGN. Now is it going to get some love from the rest of us? Good question. First (laughs) is Mike. Did he go on some quest to maybe the bounds of hell to find this game? I... It's time for Michael's quest to find the cart. Well, Justin, uh, let me just tell you, this was a hard one to find. Uh, it took me quite a while. Uh, fortunately, uh, I had like a week and a half, two weeks to find it. Um, so what I did was uh, I went uh, to uh, Scotland um, and uh, there in Scotland, I went to a castle, and I climbed to the top of the castle, and there at the top of the castle, I found a gargoyle. Uh, it started raining, and fortunately, the gargoyle diverted all the water away from me, <laughs> and allowed me to pick up an NES card of Gargoyle's Quest 2. Actually, I thought it was Gargoyle's Quest 1, but when I got it home and put it in the system, it was Gargoyle's Quest 2. And I thought, well, this is weird, but I guess, I guess I'll go with it. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that may be one of my worst made-up stories. Uh, actually, I do not have this game. I did not get this game. And later on the show, we'll talk about why. But uh, I do remember playing it when I was a kid, because I remember renting it. Uh, but uh, now that I'm older and I played it for the show, my memories of playing it as a kid, I think, were actually of the Super Nintendo Demon's Quest or Demon's Crest or whatever it's called. Crest. So, yeah, yeah. so I, I'm, I actually don't think I've ever I've ever played this game until just now, but I thought I did. So I thought I had memories of playing it as a kid, but no, it uh, turns out I don't think that's true. Uh, how well, about... can, I say, can I ask? Can I ask this? Sure, you can ask whatever you are want. You, are you sick? Uh, yeah, do I sound sick? You sound sick. I yeah. just wanted to get that out. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah, I'm a little, little nasally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and actually, you're a doctor now. Uh, let me just ask you a little medical advice uh, mm-hmm. that can be uh, not what, what, some disclaimer that people always give. You know, we're giving that right now. Justin's, oh yeah, this is a, not a medical advice. Please do not listen to this. This is take this is medical. <laughs> this is not real medical advice. <laughs> this is just uh, Justin saying things to me, and may or may not be true. Anyways, so I had uh, you know I told you. This is a big time tangent because I don't even think we've talked about the the this on the show before. But I had folliculitis in my hair, right? I had infected mm-hmm. hair follicles, and I was taking an antibiotic. Then I got yeah. sick, but I hadn't finished my antibiotic, so I just kept taking it. Does that mean I just created like some kind of super virus in my body that's no, that's now going to be resistant to anything I try to do to it? No, what it probably means is that you caught a virus and you were taking antibiotics for bacteria. And so it kept you from 
I mean, you know, it it wouldn't have kept you from getting a virus. Gotcha. So, it wasn't a, it wasn't an infection that I caught. Then it was probably a virus. Right. Gotcha. The more you know. Yep. I don't have that on our sounding board, but uh, I'll give you this instead. Uh, this right here. How about this? There you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I just threw my glass out, <laughs> glass down, and walked out of the room. Yep. There we go. <laughs> All yeah, right. Say uh, anything more? Justin, did you uh, did you have this game, or have you ever played it? Do you remember when you were a kid? Anything like that? Did you go on a quest? I, I did not go on a quest. Um, and I did not this as a kid either so i really have no like childhood stories or anything i just played a demo version for this game okay i've heard this podcast but um that's yeah, fair because so. i know paul and andy have it so Boy, how'd you guys yep. get it um so i uh one weekend i was uh i was driving and just i was driving for a long time it's like four or five hours and uh, I ended up getting lost, and I didn't know where I was. It was I, this was like I didn't have a phone that I could just kind of look up Google Maps and stuff like that. So I thought, you know, I'm going to drive just a little bit farther, see if I can end up finding uh, where I'm at and finding some kind of landmark. Um, unbeknownst to me, I, I finally stopped and I looked at a sign on the road, and it said that you were now entering the Ghoul Realm. And I thought, where the heck is this? What what the heck is the Ghoul? Hold realm? on, time be- out. Gotta be Iowa. <laughs> Actually, go ahead. Uh-oh. I'll let you. I'll let you finish. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. What, what's the time? I will answer any question you have right now before I continue. Uh, was uh, no, no. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll wait till you finish, and then and then I'll I'll speak my my mind. Oh, okay. So so anyway, so I so I entered the ghoul realm, and I did. I literally saw this gargoyle staring me in the face, and I thought holy cow, there is a gargoyle staring me in the face right now. And I was terrified. I nearly, I nearly uh, uh, had an accident in my, in my pants. But I ended up being brave. I faced him face to face. And he's like, he was very surprised that I was able to do that. And so what he ended up saying is that, here, take this copy of Gargoyles Quest 2 that I have been holding on to. And it is yours now because you were not... You did not run away in terror when you saw me. Yay. Uh, what I was going to say is, coming on my show and showing me up with my fake stories and bring crappy games all the time, I don't know what I'm going to do to you. That's, I'll say that's the... That memory is a little different from what I remember. No, it, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, this, this one I ended up um, years ago. It was like around 2003. Um, I ended up picking this game up in a lot of, I think, 10 other games on eBay, and uh, it, they were all complete. So this was Gargoyles Quest 2. Um, other games I got in that lot were Zelda 1, Zelda 2, Metroid, uh, Kid Icarus, um, Dirty Harry. I mean, and, and this was at a time where none of those games were, like, terribly expensive. So I ended up paying what amounted to about $10 a game for uh, wow. for that lot. Yeah. And they were so all complete? I, I and they were um, all but one. And believe it or not, the one that was not complete was a game called Flight of the Intruder, which I I don't care that it doesn't have the instruction booklet. <laughs> so, hmm. 
but uh, but yeah, it's I ended up picking them all up. Um, and it's so funny because the the lot that I had uh, that I picked up the uh, the games from, there was this other eBay buyer who must have been into Nintendo games at the time because it seemed like every Nintendo lot that I was going after, the same guy was like going after. And so me and him, this was still at a time when eBay would uh, show like the, the full complete names of like the buyers and stuff who you were bidding against. And uh, I, I saw that when the auction ended, I, it was it was basically down to me and this other guy. And I ended up I ended up winning. So out sniping. Yeah. Well, I didn't it, it, I wasn't really sniping because I was watching it the, the entire time. So. But yeah, it, it, it felt good to just kind of win something when he was he was constantly beating me at auctions so Whew. well good job so, yeah, nice. quite the, yeah, quite the so find that's, that's yeah so that's that was my story all right i like it that's better than uh both of our fake stories I, put together i know um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sorry I, I will never tell another fake story again no it's okay your story was better than mine so <laughs> <laughs> would you like to just have my spot on the show uh, uh just uh... no 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 I, I could never do that <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe next year okay all right <laughs> just just holler at me about december when i'm tired of doing the show <laughs> yeah all right so i guess we could just talk about the game a little bit you guys want to do that sure absolutely i it's time for michael's quest nope just kidding that's what I'm quality, say. <laughs> high quality productions over here. Hey, that's that's the charm. That's that's nothing but charm. Oh man. Okay. All right. I never claimed to be the best uh, recorder, soundboard operator, host. Let's see, what are hats He's am sick. I wearing right now? While He's sick? sick? Exactly. But the the good thing is, like, you can't be all of those things, which means that you have attributes that are outstanding. It's just, recording is just, like, one small little facet. It, it, it doesn't right, even right. really matter in the grand scheme of things. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, kind of look at the way Paul plays games. I mean, you, you know what, Andy? This, this, this <laughs> can't be good at everything. This, this is not the time. This is not the time nor the place. You, 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 you stop that right now. All right, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, I'll just we'll, we'll start. Uh, we'll go to the right. manual here in just a second, but because uh, I know that's what everybody wants, uh, and you guys have it complete. So I'm probably going to turn to you to read from the real thing. But yes, before that. I just want to start off by saying, and I'm just going to give Paul a little pat on the back and a little spoiler alert to everybody. This may be the best one he's brought to the table. <gasps> oh my goodness! Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to get this. That does not necessarily mean I like it. Uh, hey, just, you know uh, what? Baby steps. We're baby stepping right now. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's talk. Let's talk about the manual, and I'm I'm hoping you guys have a copy. Oh, oh. absolutely, we do. Yes. Okay. So, um, thank you for selecting Gargoyles Quest 2 oh for your library of NES games. We are proud uh, to bring you this action role-playing game. I don't think you have to, to read that. that offers, oh. <laughs> That's the, but that, it, it's it's the a, opening. It's yeah. a letter from the Vice President of Capcom USA, Joe Morici. 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 Come on, man. Channel okay. your inner right. Italian. Okay. So, so here's, here is the 
the the story of Gargoyles Quest 2. A long time ago, between the age of the dinosaurs and the dawn of mankind. That's a pretty long time in between there. Oh my god. There existed the magical world of Etruria. 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 Felt like I'm watching Medea or something. A world of Etruria. A local monster named Firebrand from the Ghoul Realm was busy training in the arts of the warrior. He is a young and powerful gargoyle, human in shape, yet he has leathery wings with massive claws on his hands and feet. He studies at the warrior's training center to use his combat talents in defense of the Ghoul Realm. His time comes sooner than he expected, as a mysterious black light appeared one day and drained the magic from the land. Wow. So that is the story of Gargoyles Quest 2. Okay. Wouldn't college be much better if you could go, like, train to be a warrior? I yeah. wish you know, that they had like, something like that, yeah. Although, <laughs> like, what, what, what class you have this, this afternoon, warrior? Yeah, I got I, warrior training. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Although, you, I guess you have to be really afraid to go to any parties if black lights cause a lot of problems, you know? Well, maybe, <laughs> unless you're the top gargoyle, then you don't have to be afraid of anything. True, true. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, uh, rather than to go through the manual, because the manual is pretty basic and boring. I was... The story. I was going to say, if you've actually seen a copy of it, like on uh, on uh, Google, um, there really isn't much to this manual. No. You literally have one page of the story, and it doesn't even really list, like, the items that you find and... Um, a lot of it is just about the controls for like the over uh, the overview screen, the battle mode, mm -hmm. uh, the control during battles, and there's two pages for the battles. Uh, that's weird. I don't think it needs two, but um, <laughs> and then there's and then there's gameplay notes. So there's an entire page that says that we have included a notes page in this manual for your convenience. However, ironically, <laughs> right next to that page is be the top gargoyle and call this 1-900 number, $2.50 per call, to get game tips on this game. So I think they uh, think they knew what they were doing there. Mm -hmm. I, I have a question about that. What's Has that? anyone ever actually called, like, the Nintendo Power Hotline or whatever to get game tips? Back Let's call it right now. Let's call it right now. I'm going to call it. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Here we go. Great. Going on straight here. Do you, have the, do you have the number? Do you need the number? The number or code you have dialed is incorrect. Please check the number or code and try again. It's shut down, I guess. Do do <laughs> are there even a such thing as one nine hundred numbers anymore? I don't know. I guess there has to be, right? Maybe. I mean, I I would think so, but I just I have not seen a one nine hundred number in so long. Yeah, it's just or, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Or you could send this in with a check for two dollars and fifty cents. Oh my goodness! And uh, they'll send you the stuff. <laughs> What what could they possibly send you? Do not send cash. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hey, speaking oh, man. of uh, okay, have, have I ever told the story about my uh, COD moment, cash on delivery? No, uh, I was thinking Call of Duty for some reason. Uh, I was like, on, really? No, on the, on this podcast, have I told my uh, super I, embarrassing I story about cash on? I delivery? know you've told me, but I don't think that. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. Okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell it anyways, because yeah. it is it is really funny because I was a stupid kid. But uh, so the uh, 
the the check versus cash reminded me of it. But I ordered a paintball gun out of a magazine when I was like 14 or something, right? And it said it was a cash on delivery, okay? So the, the delivery comes, the UPS guy gets out of the car and he's bringing it to me and I got cash in my hand. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, here's the cash. And he's like, uh, no, no, that's not, that's not what cash on delivery means. And I'm sitting there like, what do you mean? Cash on delivery. I have cash. You're delivering. Here's the cash. It's on the delivery. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, you're going to have to go to the bank and get a, like a cashier's check or something. That's like a cash. And I, I was so embarrassed. Anyways. I, I, I would I would never have put that together though. Like it's called cash on delivery. Why would they call it? Why don't they just call it check on delivery then? I don't know. That's a it's, yeah. Uh, payment on like, delivery. Yeah, P-O-D. or payment on delivery. Yeah, don't 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 tell me cash and then tell me my cash isn't good. Right. That was that was the that was the moment I stopped using cash. Oh, I realized no. cash was worthless. Oh, that's a sad sad day, but so true. <laughs> yeah. It's funny when you pay with cash nowadays. People almost look at you like, what? What is this? <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> what are these papers you're giving me? I don't know what this means. I love when I do it at like a, a checkout line at a grocery store and then everyone behind me is like, oh! Because <laughs> <laughs> then I got to open the register and count change and I'm just like, sorry. <laughs> and the the best thing, one of my favorite things to do, uh, just because I know it like really frustrates, especially if it's a young cashier or something, I'll, I'll give them like, say it's, four dollars and 35 cents or something i'll give mm. them i'll give them five dollar bill but then i'll give them like some change i'll give them like a dime so that they have to give me a quarterback or something stupid <laughs> like that you know <laughs> that's a good just move. because oh. when, I, when you do that the, like the 15 year old behind the counter it's like you could just see it wash over their face the the <laughs> worry and disappointment of like what am i gonna do <laughs> Oh no! The wheels turning. Yeah. Like, what is this? I can't. I can't figure out what. How much money do I give him back? Here's a move. What about this move? What if you just took all the, instead of like counting the change out and try to figure out all that yourself? You just grab a handful of change out of your pocket and just hand it to him. Like, I, it out. I actually did that. I actually did that when I was a kid in elementary school. Um, so there was like a, a hot lunch program. Where it was, I believe, a dollar ten to uh, to purchase a hot lunch, and uh, I paid entirely in pennies and one dime. And the <laughs> lady who was uh, she stopped counting after half of it, and then told me that I really shouldn't bring all this change next time <laughs> if I want to buy a lunch. So yes, so it actually it does work. Where uh, they will there will come a point where they will just stop counting, and they'll just take your word for it. It's fantastic. You know, you should have said, you know what, this last I checked, this is America, and that is U.S. Mint, ma'am. That is. That is. Right, legal tender, <laughs> I'll have um, you know that I can pay with whatever kind of money I want. I thought this was America. If only I wasn't <laughs> six years old and wasn't terrified when she told me that I couldn't pay and change anymore. Uh Poor little Paul I know, I little felt like slice I, of pizza I, walking I, back to the lunch <laughs> table. An empty lunch table, mind you, I, probably. I, I, <laughs> with his Ninja Turtle backpack and a Mario like I, thermos. I felt like I broke the law. I just, it just it didn't feel I right. think the, the bigger question here is, why did you have to pay with pennies? Did, did, is this something you just decided to do on your own? Or were your parents no, like, no, no, here no, you go. No, my parents... Yeah, my parents gave me the uh, the pennies because, and I, I want to say it was because my 
my mom did not have the cash, but she wanted to get rid of some pennies that she had, and so she just she counted out a hundred pennies and then gave me a dime, and yeah, that was that was it. So, <laughs> nice. Yep. I ruined somebody's life that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say that that may be a bridge too far. That's a bit of a cruel and unusual punishment, if you ask me. <laughs> Especially if she missed and it was a penny short. Oh, that'd be terrible. Only 109 cents. <laughs> <laughs> and the poor, like, 48-year-old lunch lady had to, when she went to counter register at the end of the day, it's a penny short. Oh, no. Do you think she would have accepted it? Do you, do you think she turns you turns a little six-year-old Paul away? Like, <laughs> you need a penny. Go root around in the corners. No, no. She she was a sweetheart, so I, I feel even, I, I felt even worse about it, too. Mm. She was so nice. So I mentioned earlier that I thought I played this as a kid, uh, and now I realize that I was wrong, and I had played Demon's Crest. And when you guys mentioned uh, playing this for the show, Gargoyle's Quest 2, that was the game I thought of. And I thought, oh boy, I thought, oh lord, they picked another one that I'm not going to like, because I, I <laughs> definitely did not like Demon's Crest when I was younger. Uh, and Really? I did not, no. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, of course, I was a kid playing it, so I don't know. Maybe yeah, it was yeah. over my head. But anyways, I thought that's what we were going to get into. Uh, and we sort of are, but for some reason, uh, and we can get into deeper dive on it, but for some reason, on the NES, it's a little bit more of a, an impressive feat because it's so similar to Demon's Crest, but done on the NES. And so I was kind of impressed, actually. Almost like a D make. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, I honestly never, I never played this growing up. I uh, this one missed the mark for some reason, and I never played Demon's Crest either because I was a Genesis kid. So like when I didn't have it for Game Boy either. Now that I think about it, so like this entire series like flew under the radar for me. So I, it was actually really cool to see when when Paul played this on the channel and we had, you know, a go of it. And I have Demon's Crest now for the, like the Wii U Virtual Console or whatever, and it's it's a great game. Like I I really enjoy it. I don't know if I would have liked it as a kid, but I definitely enjoy it as an adult. Something yeah, I also I, did not like as a kid was the fact that I felt like I was playing as a bad guy because I had played a lot of Ghouls and Ghosts as a kid, mm -hmm. and, yeah, and, and 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 this guy is the guy that an annoys the crap out of you while you're trying to play through the game. And yep. so the whole time, and when I was a kid, I kept thinking, why am I playing this bad guy? I want to be a good guy. You know, you know how little kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's so funny because I think we even had discussions on, on that when we were playing the game. Is It's so strange that a character that was basically a bad guy in Ghosts and Goblins, who wasn't even like a main bad guy, nor was he a, like an end boss or anything like that. He was just a regular, like, in the middle of the level villain and he gets his own spinoff game. Like, I, I don't know why they decided that it was a good, uh, a, a good game, a good spinoff to, to go with. But honestly, from the first one that came out, Gargoyle's quest, um, it was, they did a really good job and it just, it continued on through, uh, through each one of the iterations that came after it. That, that would have been like if the Lakitu's from super Mario brothers got a game. You know, yeah, just out exactly. of nowhere, like, and it's a flying shooter uh, I wouldn't for say, some reason. It's just a the, weird, normal nobody. I wouldn't say the Lakitu. I'd say more like the Hammer Brothers. It's it's an enemy that stands out, but not not too. 
don't think Firebrand really stood out. He was just annoying. He did stand out. He was red, and he had wings. Yeah, but there were a lot of enemies and ghouls and goblins, ghosts, or whatever. There is. (laughs) Zombies. It's not like the skeletons get their own game. A Stalfos game from Zelda. That would be kind of cool. (laughs) It just seemed odd that they would just pick a nobody enemy and then be like, let's make a series on them. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned Zelda too. I felt like this game felt very much like Zelda too. Oh, oh, very much. So. I mean, it, it's like a, it's like a. If that, if that was a, if that was a genre, then these two games would be in that genre for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, I mean, that's that's how I I kept describing the game to uh, to Andy is it felt like almost like an introductory level RPG game, but it's not like it wasn't quite an rpg game but it was more than just an action rpg so it's like it was really right in the middle of of all that but it 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 felt like an rpg that you didn't have to grind and there was no random enemy encounters which i can't stand um and so it just like you got to kind of play it almost like a zelda game but you still got to feel like you were playing like a final fantasy dragon warrior game instead of of just straight up Zelda. Yeah. The overworld yeah. was very like Dragon Warriors, Star Tropics inspired, and it was a role playing platformer would be yeah. a good way to describe it. Yeah. An RPP. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess to, to, for anybody who has not played the game or not watched any video of the game, basically what it is is you know how Zelda 2 has a top down view when you're running around the overworld, but then when you go into the levels, it's a side scrolling game, right? So that's pretty mm-hmm. much what this game is. You start off in like a top-down view, uh, and you walk around, you talk to people just like you would in an RPG. But then, whenever you have to fight somebody or go into a level or or do something, it turns into a side view, uh, and it's a platformer, uh, like a run and gun, so to speak. Although run is definitely not the right word for this. Yeah, <laughs> it's more like uh, walk. Uh, very very slowly scoot. and scoot. <laughs> yeah scoot and shoot that's what it is <laughs> scoot, shoot. <laughs> this is a scoot that's and a good shoot way game to that it is strut fairly well though i, I do like the uh, strut he has going mm-hmm. he does he does have a righteous walk cycle good. <laughs> so smug he's just walking yeah. oh yeah but that's the way the game works uh now mm-hmm you said that you did mention that there's no, there are no like random battles, right? So you can nope. walk around the overworld all you want uh, and you won't get attacked or anything unless you actually find somebody and try to talk to them and their bad guy or something like that. Or you go yep. to the, the right, go, go in the cave or go try to cross a bridge or something. That's when you actually go into battle. There's no random yep. encounters, which for me was kind of, I don't know. I don't think I would have wanted random battles, but at the same time, the world felt very empty without them. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, yeah. That was kind of the uh, the kind of the catch twenty two. Is I am not a fan of of the constant like you're you're stopping your progress because every two feet you're you're hitting another random battle or random encounter. But as a result of that, it really does feel like nothing happens in the game outside of like the main towns or the caves that you go into or the, the different areas where you then enter that, that platforming uh, scoot and shoot area. Um, but uh, yeah, it really, it really, it really, <laughs> to me, yeah, to me is more like a, it's just like a glorified uh, overworld where you just go to the next level. 
you know? It's, it's, it's yes. kind of like that. It's just... Yes. It was very, it, it, and I told this to Andy too, is that it's it, it really, it almost holds your hand where every town tells you what the next thing is that you have to do. And mm -hmm. they make it so easy that it's like, okay, I can only go either south or I can go northeast. And this guy's telling me to go north. Obviously, I'm going to go in the upper path, not the lower path. So they make it so easy. And then by the time you go to the next level, um, you will then either get what the item is that you were looking for, or you'll go to the next town where they'll then tell you what your next objective is supposed to be. So it's it's very, very uh, just point A to point B to point C. Mm -hmm. There was no real degree of exploration to be had. There were no secrets in the corner that you could find, no real treasure that was hidden in a, in a level somewhere. It just, it was pretty, pretty much just go here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the sooner you realize that, the more fun you'll have too. Because I did not realize that at first. I was like hunting around the map for, you know, and then, and then, uh, yeah. you, of course you realize it pretty fast because the map's not very big. But right. I, at first I was thinking, oh, I got to go, I got they told me to go west, but I can't go west yet. I got to see, see where I, all I can go. And yeah. once I realized I couldn't go anywhere, then I went west. And then after I talked to the next town, I thought, okay, well, I got to look around this part here. And, mm -hmm. but they pr they pretty much stop you from going where you can't go. Uh, so yeah, yeah it's mm -hmm. very it's very linear. If for an, for an open world map, it's uh, it's very linear, which I kind of yeah. like. Mm -hmm. I, I like it kind of holding my hand because I didn't really. This didn't really strike me as the kind of game I want to be wandering around. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually one of the one of my my points of I think why this game really resonated with me um, when I first played it is. I, as as fun as it is to explore areas and explore levels and not know where you're going, I kind of am a sucker and like the fact that the game is holding your hand and leading you to the next point because I just want to play the game. I want to follow the story. I want to see what's coming up next. I don't want to have to work to try to find out and, and, and solve this riddle to say, okay, well then now where do I go and, and figure that out for 20 or 30 minutes and I just want to keep on playing the game and this game really does it that's why it, it really sucks you in because it just keeps leading you to the next area and you just keep playing and without realizing it you you've put in 30 minutes an hour into the game and and uh, and you're you're not ready to stop yet well you've almost beaten it at that point if you uh, yes it is it is <laughs> a pretty, pretty short game, game. Yeah. Uh, yeah now I will say I think I probably would have preferred a more of a like a Mario 3 type of an overworld and and here's why because when you, when you lose and you lose all your lives you have unlimited continues it's got a it's a password system but it's uh you can just restart wherever you last got your password but sometimes that means restarting really far away and then you just kind of got to work your way through the uh overworld mm -hmm. just to get back to the same frustrating part that you died at and do it all over again and it, that yep. and that get that got really old for me. Mm. It almost made me yeah. turn want to stop playing the game. I mean, so the first night I played it, I made it to uh, the uh, the guys that are like the moving platforms that spit little rocks at you. Oh yes, okay. yes, the fire, yeah, the fire bridge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and then I died there a few times, and it wasn't very far away from where I started. And that was so that was fun. Uh, and then I made it past that part, but then I got to the it's like a spiky woods or something it's whatever's right now it's the next thing 
Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. So the spiky woods, but because so now those guys are there and there's spiky floor and it's in the woods. And when you die there, you got to go way far. And not only do you have to go far, you have to jump across more of those platform guys. So that first mm-hmm. night I played it, uh, mm-hmm. I had to turn it off. Like I got so frustrated because every time I had to continue, I had to go back through more of those rock throwing platform guys to get to the spiky part where I would just die. And it was just so annoying. And there's another part a little bit later on, but I'll pause and let somebody else talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, Justin, did you get a chance to play the game? Did you? What, what were your thoughts, or if you did? I mean, so, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of the overworld, like I said a minute ago. I mean, that, that was, to me, um, like I said, a, felt like a glorified, just get you to the next level. Uh, but then on the platforming, um, you know, side-scrolling um, uh, version, I actually liked a lot of the, the little tidbits. One thing I did like is the, the bar it gives you for your wing, I guess. What yeah, your, you wing, your wing, your wing stamina. Power. Yeah, your wing power, yeah. And uh, because you kind of knew where your jump was going to take you, where your flight was going to take you. That was kind of an interesting aspect. And I also liked where you could jump and stand on sides of walls. So it wasn't just like you were completely platforming. Like you would, you could actually just hit a side and kind of walk up and down the walls. Um, that was kind of an interesting feature that you don't see a whole lot in, in um, uh, games, in side-scrolling games. But... Mm-hmm. It's got a very I, unique mechanic, yeah. I, I agree with yeah, you. It's pretty I, unique. I definitely like platform. I like the unique mechanics and I I know this was something we usually talk about later in the episode as kind of a, a last kind of review, but I love the graphics to this game. Some of the better graphics that of, of the games that we've played. Um, especially in, of course in the side scrolling. Um, uh, the the backgrounds I thought were well done. It was just, it was very impressive to me. Uh, yeah, that is something we normally talk about a little bit later, but it's worth mentioning now because that is like the, the presentation of this game, both the music and the graphics. The graphics are out of this world. They're amazing uh, for yeah, an NES game. And, and the music, there's a ton of music in this game. Like there's, uh, and once I pieced it all together to play as the underlying music in this podcast, it's like it's twenty. It's almost twenty-four minutes long yeah. of music in this game. So there's just tons of music in this game, and it's all really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. not. It's not. It's not like fun, good, good music to listen to in the car or anything. But it's it fits the game perfectly. <laughs> so it's it really matches the presentation of this game is top notch. I'll give it. It that. does. Yeah. It it really it really matches the atmosphere that you that that you're in in the game where it's kind of like a desolate. Uh, desolate area, the like the overworld, and and then the the platforming areas, and uh, I think the music very it it, it complements it very well. Yeah, it's the graphics and like the side scrolling things were really really good. Uh, they do get kind of samey after a while, like because you never really feel like the backgrounds change. But it's I mean for what it is, it is very good. And like like Justin was saying with the the flight meter and stuff. Like the the some of those jumps you have to be so like pixel perfect with, and that wing meter like having to like utilize that resource to just perfectly to make it to that next platform, which is I mean it's it's a very learned skill, especially for a platformer. So is it was a very unique idea. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the the meter also kind of tells you when you can... See, the, what, so the way it works is you jump, and then you hit the jump button again, and you'll fly, and then you hit it again, you can stop flying, right? Yep. So yeah. the, the meter also kind of tells you uh, kind of like if you wanted to let go at a certain time or that kind of stuff. And it refills as soon as your feet touch something. So if it touches a wall mm-hmm. or touches the ground, it'll refill. So I, th- that is a pretty unique mechanic that I, I really did enjoy. And it's also neat because, you know, you can actually use it to like float down and get, well, not really float, but kind of fall down to get certain things. Like there was, there was a, one that really is standing out in my mind where you could actually come down to get a, 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 a heart for your life. And then, but it's right above a spike, so you can kind of float down and then hit the, the, the flight and get out of there. So it was kind of like mechanics like that that I think that was really well thought out in the design of this game that uh, was, a, was a great feature for me. Yeah, this game was definitely yeah. fraught with a lot of like leaps of faith. Yeah. <laughs> where you can't see what's underneath you. Yeah. So having that that ability to kind of stop your momentum and, and glide to where you need to be was definitely a godsend. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they, they knew what they were doing when they programmed this, that's for sure. Capcom's always been really good at, at knowing what their mechanics can do and how to how to use them. Yeah, the level design is really good too. Like all the levels, minus a few frustrating parts. I mean, like the way they're laid out, they're very vertical. Uh, mm-hmm, and, and that okay. works well with the way that the mechanics of the game work, being able to cling to walls and, and float and whatnot. The um, the only thing I feel like we're talking a little too too glowing about the game, and uh, and since since and since uh, Andy mentioned the leaps of faith, I will talk, mention that uh, two of my biggest pet peeves with games in general are in this game, and that's kind of what's holding me back a little bit. Uh, one is the leaps of faith. I hate, I hate it when games mm. like give you the, the this game's zoomed in really far, and it's really nice because the sprites are really big and stuff. But there's so many times where you have no idea where you're going when you jump. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's constant. I'm constantly, mm-hmm. I have no idea where I'm jumping. In these moving platforms, like those guys that spit the rocks I was mentioning earlier, that's a really good example. Oh, yeah. Where you're jumping towards one of these guys. You don't even know he's there unless you've played the level before. So mm-hmm. there's many levels that you're not going to be able to beat the first time through. Or maybe yeah. even the second or third time through. Because you got to memorize where these guys are going to be. Uh, so leaps of faith, they're really... I really hate it when games do that. and that's just, Maybe that's just a personal preference for me, but it really bothers me. And this game has a ton of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, now that I think about it, was there were there games on the in the NES era where you could like look... Like, you know, you ever play Sonic the Hedgehog where you hold up or down and, like, the screen would pan up and down so you could see what's above and below? Were there really any platformers in the NES era that could do that? I don't believe so. None that that are coming to mind. Yeah, Yeah. I'll say this is definitely a game that would have benefited from that ability. (laughs) Right, because this game is a... It's a game where you you can take your time and go slow through the game. And, like, I wouldn't have have minded at all uh, to stop and look around and then make my decisions or whatever. Um, which also brings yeah. me to my next point. Yeah, I was this, like, to be fair, <laughs> this game is taking, really, really slow. Taking your time, you don't have much of a choice. <laughs> <laughs> this game is ridiculously slow, so much so that 
it, it really got on my nerves, especially when the enemies are not that slow. But your guy is just so slow that it just. Well, oh, to man. be honest, I mean, he's made of like cement, right? I mean, he's a gargoyle. He's I guess. got very, he's got leathery wings, and he's got very heavy claws on both his hands and feet. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that yeah. was that was the one thing that was driving me absolutely crazy watching Paul play. It's like he just walk across like a a small platform. All right, I'm over here like. <clears throat> I already fall. My eyes are getting heavy. I'm like, oh my god, just just go already. <laughs> yeah, this game would have definitely benefited from a little bit of speed or, or a run yeah. button or something. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a, a definitely a slow pace. Um, even though I do look back on this game and I, I I definitely have a lot of sentimentality, I I love this game, so I I try to be as objective as possible. Um, Honestly, just kind of going back, I, I agree with everything that was said in the sense of, like, the music is top-notch Capcom fair. I think that the music was was great. It was it was perfect for what it was. Um, the level designs and the graphics, this is some of the best level design and graphics. Well, maybe not level design, but the best graphics that I've seen on the... Uh, that what the NES was capable of at that time. Um, and so I, I, I think they had a lot of good stuff going. One of my biggest pet peeves, though, with this game was the... I don't know how to say this, but it, it's almost as if, like, the controls were so tight that the 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 clipping ended up being a very big problem because the controls were, like, too precise, where you're trying to attach yourself to a wall and it's like you you just missed it by like a pixel and so you couldn't grab onto that wall and then you wanted to reposition yourself well right underneath you was a bunch of spikes so you couldn't really reposition yourself without like ending up taking damage or killing yourself um and so it's like there was several points like that where it just got to be a problem or michael like you said with with the slowness of the character and the the moving platforms that are going back and forth which are moving at a pretty decent speed. Um, and so if you're not actually kind of uh, anticipating where they where they go and where they're going to end up, um, it's so easy to just kind of miss your jump um, and then just completely just die, especially when there's the, uh, the fire right underneath it, which just instantly kills you. Right, and there's nothing more frustrating for me than jumping and like going into fly mode or whatever. And the platform's going away from me, and he's moving faster than me. And so I'm just like this close to being able to land on him, but he's getting further and further away. And I just know as soon as my wings run out, I'm going to fall down into that fire. Oh, yeah. 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 And so. And, and let's then, not uh, uh, forget about the, uh, the, the jump that is impossible to make that I never did make. So I, I did not beat this game, by the way, because I guess, I don't know, about halfway through the game, there's a jump that you, you can't make. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and that's actually uh, what uh, Andy was talking about, about the, the learned skill where there does come points. I think there's 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 at least one. There might be a second part as well, too, where it really boils down to you have to be able to kind of fall, I guess, while moving forward. And so it's it's almost like strategizing how much your wing power goes and then allowing yourself to drop so that you can still move forward, but saving your wing power overall, it's, it gets to be really just so tight that, I mean, you have to have the perfect jump 
with the perfect amount of hovering and it's just yeah it really does make for a pretty difficult platforming in in certain areas i'll say i that jump i know what you're talking about too it's like as a kid i don't think i ever would have made that like because it's even as an adult i don't think i ever would have made that jump either mm -hmm. because like you said you have to like start flying but then you have to stop but keep your forward momentum and then fly a little bit more and then it's it's a tight window yeah which is why it was it was cool that you got wing upgrades so you could fly farther until like the final one where you can just infinitely fly which i thought was awesome yeah 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 that is cool i wish i would have got there <laughs> but <laughs> so, so i feel like i so that jump that i'm talking about in particular uh like i said i don't know i don't remember where it is i feel like it may have been about halfway through it may have been sooner i don't know but that's where i got to and the reason i had to stop is because that's one of those instances like i mentioned earlier where if you die there you have to go back so far and you have to walk through the overworld and i think there's even like a level in between that you have to do and i just got so frustrated trying to do that that i just turned it off and i didn't even pick it back up again and i, I honestly <laughs> i don't know if i have the desire to pick it back up again and try unless maybe well, one of you guys wants to come over and do that jump for me and then maybe i can continue <laughs> Well, and that, that also comes to uh, where you need to constantly, uh, I, I guess it's the closest that this game comes to grinding, is actually doing levels so that you can pick up uh, the uh, the vials so that you can then buy um, extra lives. Basically, the as they call it, the power of the Maelstrom is uh, it basically you, you trade in your vials for Maelstrom and Maelstrom is nothing more than just your extra lives. Yeah, I and never so even knew what that was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I kept buying probably... it though. <laughs> oh, did you... oh, okay. I was gonna say, yeah, you you definitely need to do that. Otherwise, you're gonna get a lot of game overs, and you're gonna get a lot of that that having to start uh, at the the last uh, password uh, area. So, and it gets to be really just a pain in the butt. Actually, one thing that I don't think we touched on um, was the fact that you actually got quite a diverse like array of powers, like different attacks that you could do besides just the the fireball and the nail and stuff like that, like. You would get like this tornado that would create like platforms for you, yeah. so you could kind of ascend up. You got this like brick smash one. move. I think it was called the Buster. Yeah. Yeah, where you could break like bricks through the walls, which was cool. You got one that like you could shoot this sticky stuff onto spikes, and you could actually land on the spikes. Mm -hmm. It was a really cool thing. Yeah. So like the claw the cleverness then... of some of the, yeah. the abilities you got were were really neat, especially to help you make some of those jumps. It was just unfortunate that you didn't get to that point <laughs> yeah 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 I, I watched some youtube videos and some of that stuff looked pretty awesome like the yeah the, the special abilities that you can get mm -hmm. yeah yeah you can you can get one called the uh the soul stream which basically you get uh it's it's reusable like you get to use it once per level where um it it, it refills your entire life uh bar basically um, so if you're if you got like one hit left, you can use that the soul stream and uh, it'll refill your life back to full life. So, um, but that's that comes a point where you have to to get two ingredients and then take it to one of the guys where he then gives you the uh, or he makes the uh, soul stream for you. So, but that's kind of later on in the game as well too. I feel like that was the only real degree of exploration there kind of was in this that game. Was, was finding the, was it the Ar Archeon's water and yep, the and dragon the, scale? Dagon scale? The dagon scale. It's yeah. a dagon. Yeah. And then, then yeah, that was it. Because you don't, that's completely optional. You don't have to do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I feel like that was the only thing there. It's like, hey, if you explore a little bit, you might find this stuff. So that was, that was actually kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. I guess we could uh, kind of start wrapping it up. I mean, there's actually a lot to talk about with this game. And we, you know, even though we wasted a lot of time at the beginning of the episode talking about <laughs> all kinds of crazy stuff, uh, we've done a pretty good job of, uh, of covering it. And there's still more that we could probably say, but I would just think um, we could kind of start to wrap it up. We don't have to talk about the graphics and the sound, obviously, because we already talked about that. I will add in, though, that I like the sound effects in this game quite a bit. I mm-hmm. like the little fluttery sound that his wings make uh, every time you do mm-hmm. it. That never yeah. got old. I thought that was. I, yeah. I, at first, I thought it might get old, but it never did. No, no, it's it's cool. I like it. That's why I was kind of surprised you didn't care for Demon's Crest too much because it kind of took what this did and expounded on it. Because I think Paul, I haven't played Demon's Crest through, but I know Paul says there's a point in that game where you can actually fly vertically. Because this one, it's more of a glide, I suppose. Yeah. Is, is, it's not so much flight mm-hmm. as it is more of a hover. But in, you said in Demon's Crest, you can actually fly like there's vertically. A, there's a power where you can actually fly. You you have complete control over where you fly. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, I, I was saying, maybe you'd have to give Demon's Crest a try. Yeah, I and, may have to give it another if... try. Yeah. Well, and not to not to go back, but that's that's actually what ultimately drew me to Gargoyles Quest Two is because the the first game that I ever played in the series was Demon's Crest, um, and I did play it as I wouldn't say a young kid, but I played it as like a, a a young teen, I guess, and I just absolutely fell in love with the game, and I had no idea. I thought Demon's Crest was just a game all on its own. I had no idea that it that it was the third in the series, and so I think I ended up playing Gargoyles Quest One for the Game Boy first, um, and then I found out that there was a Gargoyles Quest Two on the Nintendo, and then that's when I I played this for the first time, and uh, yeah, it really. I mean, Gargoyles Quest Two, you could tell that they took there was a lot of pieces of it where. They were kind of refining what they did with the first one, um, but then they really just, they really built it up. The, the graphics improved, the music improved for uh, for Demon's Crest, and uh, it really kind of turned more into a, uh, like, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, but with the, the, the I guess, the Firebrand, the Gargoyle characters, and a lot of the enemies that you dealt with in that the Gargoyles Quest 2 came back in Demon's Crest, so hmm. I think overall, I think this is one of the the most underrated and underappreciated series that have ever come out uh, on the classic systems. Mm. Wow. Wow. Sounds almost like Powerful Nick Stevens words. talking. Yeah. <laughs> Powerful words. It, well, it, it does stand out, too, because you literally have three games in the series. It was literally a three-game series. They haven't done one since, but all three games came out for a different system, which I don't think, is, I don't think that's happened for any other game. Which is probably why of. this is kind of why why it really dropped off and and, and uh, missed the radar of a lot of people. That is an interesting point. I hadn't really thought of giving that a whole lot of thought, but that is weird. Three different, yeah, know, first all yeah. three different systems. Yeah, yeah. So it, so it basically started on the on the NES uh, because of of uh, Ghosts and Goblins, but then the first one of the series, Gargoyles Quest One, was a Game Boy game. Then it went to Nintendo, and then it went to Super Nintendo. So I mean, it, it followed that trend. And um, I guess when the N sixty four came out, they decided that they uh, they didn't want to uh, 
They didn't want to, to soil what uh, the good that they had done with Demon's Crest. <laughs> they, don't, they didn't want another Castlevania 64 on their hands. Uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go there, but you, you went there. Yeah. Why, didn't oh, yeah. they, why did they not call it uh, Super Gargoyle's Quest or Gargoyle's Quest 3? I wonder. I don't know. That's yeah, a good question. I, I, I don't know. Honestly, maybe it's because it was such a, uh, it was already such an obscure uh title that people didn't really know about it as Gargoyles Quest 1 or Gargoyles Quest 2, so they maybe wanted to just try to rebrand it thinking that it was going to kind of either be a standalone game or it was going to spark people to try it out for the first time, which honestly, even back then, I don't I don't think it worked because it was still, it still ended up being um, obscure as could be. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Oh well. But, but yeah, that's... I would love to more. see the original Gargoyles Quest on the Game Boy. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen it. Yeah. Looks just like the, the Nintendo one, just kind of dumbed down a little bit. <laughs> I heard it's faster. <laughs> um, it actually, like it just slightly, but yes, it is It is faster, actually. <laughs> Surprisingly. Hmm. All right, Justin, how much does this go for? So let's decide if it's worth it or not. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, really, yeah. the cheapest version outside of like a, um, a, uh, a reproduction, you can get a reproduction for 25, which is still kind of expensive. Um, but you're going to, it's going to cost you about a hundred bucks cheapest wow. that I can find. So... I mean, that's kind of what happened to all the late NES lifespan games, you know, all the ones that came out mm -hmm. late. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and definitely with this one, too. I mean, this it was one of those that I don't think people knew that it was as good a game as it was until later on. And then that caused the price to, to rise. And uh, in all the years that I had been hunting Nintendo games, too, um, this one, honestly, is is probably up there with the rarer titles because it's not an easy game to find even though it's it, it does have a pretty high value i'm surprised it isn't higher for how hard this game is to actually find especially being a capcom title yeah they usually were pretty good about making sure there were a lot of copies but yeah but this one just, this, this one. one just does not surface which either they didn't make that many or um <clears throat> the ones that they did make people just decided they wanted to keep them and don't want to sell them so yeah, it's kind of weird yeah, kind of yeah. weird. So, what do you guys think? Is it worth a hundred bucks? Hundred bucks? It's definitely not cheap. That's for sure. I actually had a question about that because you said you got this in a lot. Yeah. Do you remember how much you spent for that lot? Yeah. How much? Yeah. It was. Uh, it was a uh, hundred and ten. May I think with shipping, one hundred and seventeen dollars. One hundred seven. And you said it was ten. How many games were complete in it? Uh, twelve. Twelve games complete. Yeah. So it boiled down to roughly ten dollars. Ten dollars a game. Yeah. Yeah complete that game goes for 170 right now yeah wow <laughs> so is it worth it uh <laughs> so so here's here's and and we've actually um we've covered games too where where this is kind of the conundrum of what like where collecting has gone now and where it was back then um this game when i got it it wasn't an expensive game and collecting wasn't really that that big of a deal a lot of people didn't really collect um, and they didn't sell games for these exorbitant amount of prices. Um, and this is 
unfortunately one of those games where I would say, is it worth it? This is such a great game. I love it. I can pick it up and play it anytime, and I would still enjoy it. But for realistically how short this game is, like total time, this is probably a two hour, two hour and a half game. Um, and it does get to be a little bit repetitive with some of the, the areas that you get to. Um, and so with that being said, it's a great game, but it does have its flaws. And at $71, if platforming is not your thing, honestly, I don't think it's worth it. It's just, it's just, it's at that point where, yeah, this is a great game, but that's just, it's a little bit too expensive for, for what it is. Couldn't agree more. I mean, it's just, it's not a hundred dollar. It's no. just not a hundred dollar game. No. And it's, yeah. So it's a good game, and it's a, I mean, it, 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 it's a thirty dollar game, but it's oh, not a for sure. But yeah, it's not a hundred dollar game. That's pretty much what I was gonna say. Is I would probably spend whatever you said that repro cart was was twenty five to thirty. That's yeah. probably about where I would place this game. A little more expensive than some people would pay, but I feel like the substance for what you get for it would definitely justify the thirty dollars. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. This is definitely definitely a quality NES game. I will give it that. And hands down, the best game that Paul has brought to the table. Yes. Uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so much. It, it, it's a collector's game. If you're gonna, if you're a collector, then yeah, it's probably worth it to you if you can find it. But yeah. uh, if you're just a casual gamer, I think it used to be on the eShop. I don't know if the eShop's still around. For the... I for yeah, I feel for like the, they shut that down. I was gonna say because yeah, I, I for... yeah, because even though I have this on the NES, I did actually end up picking this up for the uh, the 3DS on the eStore as well too. Um, but I, I honestly, I don't think that it's. I think they probably shut down the yeah. the e store for the 3DS. I'm not sure, but I know for the Wii U and the Wii. Oh, the Wii U. That's been yeah. closed. Yeah, that's, for a while. that's definitely closed. Yeah. So, yeah. unfortunately, you can't get it for the 5.99 price or whatever it was on the eShop. But that would have totally mm-hmm. been worth it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh definitely. Maybe uh, maybe Cap Capcom's doing a lot of remaking of things. Maybe they'll release a collection with this on it or something. I. I'm honestly wondering if this is one of those uh, one of those series that Capcom will surprise everybody with and just kind of say one day like, "Hey, we're going back to this series and see if it kind of generates any kind of buzz." Um, I don't know. I, I honestly I think that like I don't know like the hype that's going around uh, Metroid. Um, I feel like if they went if they went back to this series, it's one of those series that it's people are going to be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you're going back to that series." And it's going to kind of reinvigorate uh, people's love for this game. Oh yeah, especially in the series, especially with what they can do with games now. I mean, yeah. there's there's countless games of retro-inspired indie games that have been coming out in the past generation or two of game of systems. So it's like this would this would be perfect, mm-hmm. you know, if like an Inti creates or or what, what's what were the ones that did that did Shovel Knight? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they yeah. picked, you know they would be able to do this series justice so it would definitely be something that i think would fit in perfectly well with that you know because that seems to be what the big the big thing is now is making games that are inspired by this era yeah it would be really cool to see them do like a let's say a demon's crest 2 or something and then Mm -hmm. put you know in the old style but then put that with the other games in like a package Mm -hmm. You know? Oh yeah. That's what yeah. I've been like. They're doing a lot of like the Capcom did the Disney collection or whatever, 
cards. And, and they're doing a lot of packaging where they put in a bunch of these older games together. Oh, I would yeah. like to see mm-hmm. them put in these older games together with a new game. You know what I mean? I think that would be really yeah. cool. Yeah. Like that if, uh, cool. for example, if for some reason Konami made the Bloodstained game, mm-hmm. uh, and they put <laughs> that game in with a bunch of Castlevania games. I mean, that that way you get a new game and the old games, and they could charge 60 bucks for it or something. I'd probably pay it if, if I got oh, yeah. all those games together. Oh, yeah. Throw in the, what is it, Aria and Dawn of Sorrow with Bloodstained. There you go. Yeah. Boom. I'd pay. Yeah, I'd pay the money for sure. Oh, easily. Oh, yeah. Easily. You got on one sale. Two sales. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're, they're good at that kind of stuff. I mean, look at what they did with the Mega Man Legacy collections and the X collections. I mean, they're making buco bucks. Oh, I know. I just wish they'd throw in a new game with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 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 Well, with the with, with uh, not to go off a tangent, but with um, the Mega Man Legacy Collection, didn't they they at least gave a teaser that they were going to a new, they were gonna do the new Mega Man game, Mega Man Eleven, before it actually came out. No, that's true. Yeah, that's so, true. so it's not a new game, but it's still like they provided a hint yeah. of a new game. Our our buddy Tim, who frequents uh, Power Trip, is like our Mega Man expert. He's he's dedicated his life to Mega Man. He would marry him if he could. <laughs> but, like, he, he says in the Mega Man X collection, like, they hint at possibly a Mega Man X9 coming out because they say that his journey's not yet done or something. I can't remember what the exact quote was, but they... So, I mean, with every one of these, like, legacy collections that they've been coming out with for Mega Man, they've always been hinting at, you know, there might be another one coming, you know? So it's... Who knows? Yeah, it's possible. That's cool. I mean... I mean, I don't know. I'm just more apt to buy things when I feel like I'm getting more. Even if it's the same, even if they took, say, Mega Man 11 and the cost mm. of the Legacy Collection and, yeah. they, and they just added those dollar amounts together, but then they told me I was getting all these games for that price, I'd still be more apt to buy it. Out. Actually, like, are you a fan of Kingdom Hearts by chance? I am not, but... Oh, they well, Kingdom Hearts three just recent re- recently released like this yeah. past week or so, and there I'd seen on the like the PlayStation shop that they had Kingdom Hearts like they I don't know they they started doing all these weird fractions. What was it Kingdom Hearts one point five two point five final exclusive like <laughs> leaders edition or whatever, and then they bundled Kingdom Hearts three in it. So you got all three like you pretty much have the entire Kingdom Hearts timeline of games in like this bundle for like a hundred bucks, which is actually it's a really good deal considering kingdom hearts three already is 60 and then you're spending another what 40 for the other four games so it's like that's the kind of stuff too where i i see it and i'm like mm, maybe i'll pull my credit card out you know yeah that's the kind of stuff that gets me uh spending money too yeah like i haven't bought the mega man legacy collection uh either one of them or yeah, mega man 11 I, and i keep I thinking about either. it I keep thinking about it, but I keep deciding not to. But then all of a sudden, if they, for some reason, put all of that together into, like, the Mega Man Ultimate Collection or something, mm-hmm. then I'd be like, well, that looks pretty enticing now, all of a sudden. Yeah. What, what is the reason you haven't bought it yet, if you don't mind me asking? Like, what, I what, have a reason why I haven't bought it? The Legacy Collection or yeah. 11? Yeah, well, either of them. Like, the Mega Man X Collection or the Legacy or whatever. Uh, well, the Legacy, uh, the Legacy Collection, just because I kind of enjoy just playing it, on my uh, retro pie, to be perfectly honest, mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It could just because one, I get achievements, and if I was going to buy it on uh, 
anything, I'd buy it on the Switch, and I don't have them there. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'll say, I have... I haven't bought it because I, I would have gotten it on the Switch as well, but the thing that's been driving me crazy is you get, like, the Legacy Collection 1, but then the Legacy Collection 2 is a digital download. So, like, oh. you have the first one physical, but then the second one you have to download everything. Kind of like when I bought the Resident Evil Revelations Collection. It was 1 and 2, it came with 1, but then I have to download 2. Or, like, with Bayonetta, it's I have 1 as a digital, but 2 is physical. So it's like you get that yeah. weird, like almost, I don't know. There's like that weird gap there where you're just like, why is this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that it, would it be. Kinda, an... it, it like turns me off for some reason. Yeah, that's kind of another reason for me too. Not necessarily because one's digital and one's physical, but because they're separate purchases. Yeah, like yeah. On the, Like if you buy them digitally, you buy them separately. And that really mm -hmm. kind of bothers me. I want them to be one game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, likewise. That's that's yeah, exactly. Anyways, that was quite Sorry. the tangent. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh instead of going off all these tangents, uh we give uh, some retrofitted trophies. Oh yeah. boy, here comes my favorite part, the retrofitted trophies. All right. Did you guys come up with any? Oh yes. Yep, yep. I uh, I got I got four. I got four. one. Four <laughs> and one. All right. That's cool. All right. I, I I figured I'm the overachiever who's always giving like six trophies or ten trophies and I'm getting made fun of for it. So I figure, hey, you know what? Why not just embrace it? Yeah. <laughs> Two, All right. Four. Right. Four's good. Four's a good number. That's kind of what we like around okay. three or four. So okay. So when people start, well, it's when you and Rob start bringing like six and seven that we start getting well, okay. We're going to have to do some <laughs> making fun of here. Oh, yeah. So uh, so these are a mix of just, uh, like, uh, one one of these trophies is actually just through my experience, and then the other ones are just items that you find in the game or things that you do. So uh, the first one is, uh, I call this one, Don't Be a Bragger. And it's uh, it's just beat the game, because the uh, <laughs> because the, the character's name is King Bragger. So uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> Brager. <laughs> yeah, mine's uh, mine is um, the Wright brothers would be proud, and it alludes to your impossible jump, and that is utilize flying perfectly to make that gap. Ah, uh -huh. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, Thank that's you. Really that's nice one. I thought of that just now, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, very nice, very nice. So another one of mine is uh, the legendary Ka is uh, is gain all powers. Because ironically speaking, like every time you gain a power from like one of the demons, they for some reason say ka, and I just don't get it. K a h k yeah k a h ka ka. They're all crows. I yeah, I don't I don't get it. So. Also, every time you go to a king, he says uh uh uh, uh or at least the ones uh, uh, as yeah. <laughs> is yeah, it uh, we... uh 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 is it uh 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 it's yeah, like. No, we... Is he trying to think of something to say? <laughs> well, he's lifting himself out of the chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, brings me, which brings me to my trophy, which is uh, when you get to Spectra's castle, and uh, this is, that's kind of gross, and that is you obtain Spectra's fingernail. He gives you his fingernail. So, yeah, that is kind of gross. It's kind of gross. Yeah, no, it's terribly gross. 
Uh, well, I've got one uh, called uh, Goja Schmoza, and that is uh, defeat Goza without taking damage. Oh, very nice. I, I'm assu- I, I don't know how you pronounce his name, but it, it, it matches Schmoza if you pronounce it as Goza. I, was, so. I always <laughs> thought it was Goza, so yeah, I, th- I think you're good. Yeah. yeah, another one of my trophies is uh, take a walk on the Soul Stream. And that is just obtain the soul stream because it's like basically the only optional item that you can actually pick up in this game, because um, you can miss it if you if you don't pick up both of the key items for it. So, and then uh, do you guys have any other one, or is do I go into my uh, into my last trophy? Yeah, no, I've, I've got, got another one, but yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> you got another one? You don't like it? Well, That's I don't fun. like it. Well, this was just embarrassing for me, just because this this actually happened on our playthrough. But <laughs> um, all right, so so this trophy is called "Go Through the Door, Dummy," and it's uh, it's die after being a boss. <laughs> stop it! Stop you! La- stop laughing! Stop hey, don't laughing. worry, I-, I earned that trophy too. <laughs> so 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 I ended up beating the uh, the the uh, whatever the 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 air balloon enemy was. And so it's it's on it's on sand, and your your character is constantly moving in one direction towards like a spike wall, and I ended up beating him, and I just I I I, I basically was like staring at the screen, like wondering when the game was going to then spit me out of the castle, and it didn't, and I ended up I had one hit left, <laughs> and I uh I slid right into the wall. You just looked right at him. To be fair, it's not normal yeah. to have to go to the door after no, you beat a boss. No, it isn't. It isn't. That happened to me on the very first guy. The snake guy. Yeah, you just stand there. And you're just like, okay, when's 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 the game gonna spit me out of this room? And there's, oh wait, I have to go out of the door. Yeah. It's just the fact that you were looking straight at the television and just watched it happen, and you did nothing about it. You just watched it because I thought oh, it, was it was going great. to. I thought that the game was going to spit <laughs> oh, me out. One of the finest power trip moments. Oh, we're good at games. I promise. I play, <laughs> I play video games. <laughs> oh Lord, nice. Yeah, I don't. I don't like my last one either. So oh, let's, see, let's, let's stop there. That's 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 pretty good. That's <laughs> okay. pretty good one to end on. Uh, All right, so. Uh, uh, now we're going to take a little break for our sponsor. We got to pay uh, pay tribute to the uh, corporate overlords, so we're going to do a little sponsor break. We'll be right Ooh. back. And we're back. Did you like that break? It's a good break. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, solid break. Good. Yeah. Good. It's a good sponsor too. Love those yeah, guys. Oh, it's great. <laughs> uh, I'll, I've, I've been making that joke coming back in because we don't actually play the sponsor live. It gets added in in post. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my god! I thought I thought you were like making fun of us. Like we were. Like, I didn't know what was supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. you guys are cool. Oh, cool! Excellent. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so now we're going to give this game a rating. So how should we rate this game? Fingernails. Finger. <laughs> like which finger? 
<laughs> Ooh, which finger? I love it. Oh, okay. All right. You got a favorite finger now. I'm out. <laughs> do you not have any fingers? Oh. No. I, I didn't do. mean to like make fun of you if you don't have any fingers. <laughs> no, I'm on Paul, man, this one. <laughs> what are you talking? What? I can't. I just can't. Just let Paul handle it. <laughs> All right. So, so, so are we doing fingernails? Yeah, why not? Well, well the finger that the nail okay. is on. Or the, the finger, okay. Yeah, yeah, what finger is this game, I guess? Oh, okay. Like, which is your favorite finger now? Uh, well, only if this game is your favorite game, right? So Yeah, right. no, it's, uh, um, hmm. I, I don't want to be cliche, but I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm going to have to say the thumb, because that is the, uh, a, at least on, on mine, that would be the longest fingernail. And I think that it's, uh, it's it's a, a finger that stands out that uh, you may not know it's there, but once it's gone, you realize that you can't you can't do anything with that hand anymore, and that's that's how this game is. It's a, it's a great game that you you don't realize until it's gone. Okay. Mm. Cool. I I'm doing the best I can. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna give this I'm one. Gonna... Oh wait, sorry, Justin. Go ahead. No, you can go ahead. Okay. I'm gonna give this one the pinky. Uh, and uh, it's just uh, I play guitar and when I play guitar my pinky is my slowest finger whenever I'm trying to fiddle the strings it's also the one that gets tired the fastest and quits working kind of like the wings in the game they get tired and they quit working and the guy's really slow in the game so I'm, I'm going to give it my pinky finger that makes sense okay. it does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with the middle mainly because family friendly show it's 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 it, what how dare you? Um, it it's it's a it's a decent utility fingernail, you know, to use to scratch something, but it's it, it's not useless like the ring finger fingernail, but uh, definitely no thumb fingernail. No. So middle fingernail. Uh, if you were to pick your nose, Justin, which finger do you use? Pointer. Pointer. Oh yeah. No, I mean, you know. Only yeah. if you were to do such a thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Like if something goes up there, you just yeah. gotta be like, get out of here. Oh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely a pointer finger. Sure. I use, okay. uh, well, let me just tell you. I drive <laughs> as if my finger in my, my car wouldn't move without my finger in my nostril. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the key in the ignition. <laughs> That's right. Has to, has to be in there. <laughs> Well, what do you do when you first get in the car? What do you do when you first get in the car? You've been at work all day. You've been around people. That's right. I'm, I'm just trying to give you some background noise for what you're talking. You, what you're yeah. getting ready to talk about. You do two things: you fart and you start pick. I like the well. Okay, not necessarily. Not for me. Uh, one, I like to fart before I get in the car because I don't uh, want to. Okay. I don't want the seat to smell like a fart. You don't want to baste in it. Uh, right. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to say this right now, Justin. I'm with you. No, you, you <laughs> fart. You fart once you. You fart once you get inside that car. Yeah. You want to. No. You want to smell. You want to smell what you produce. There's. There's something. I don't know. Especially if it's like a really stinky <laughs> one. You're like. You're proud of what you made. Uh, like I a, mean, I, I am like proud of what I. I'm proud of what I make. Uh, don't get me wrong, but. My car's a used car, so whenever I fart in my car, it's not exactly my own. It's like mine mixed mm. with somebody else's, and I don't. I'm not a big fan. Okay, let's see. Let's see. 
It's interesting. Yeah, interesting. Cool. <laughs> All right. All right, we want to do some feedback. Sure. All right. So, on the Facebook group, get it pulled up here. I had it pulled up, but it's going to be funny. I posted All feedback right. late, so there's probably not much. Yeah, so Nathan Sweeney says, I own it, but I'm not very good at it. I need to put more time in it. I feel I like flying and sticking to objects. Pretty sure Firebrand is the demon from Ghosts and Goblins, isn't he? That he is. Yes. Tyler Jones says, keeping keeping burning out of the episodes, dudes. I think keep oh wait. I didn't read that with the correct connotation. Keep burning out those episodes, dudes. Great job. I never played this game, but hope for some great tangents. I'm you going got to this episode. Uh, yeah, yeah I, we did. We did not disappoint. I'm going the TV rather than projector route. FYI. Oh, okay. So, yeah, if you listen to, to yeah, if you listen to our last Patreon episode, Tyler asked us to give him our uh, thoughts on projection TV versus regular TV. So if you want to hear that, uh, donate on Patreon and tune in to the January 2019 episode. Uh, Aaron Hickman says, I remember finding this one in box complete at a pawn shop a few years back. Love this series. This was the first one I played, actually. You can actually now find a uh, fan-translated version of this very game on the Game Boy. Seek it out, hosers. Hmm. And Chris Vanderhoff says, never played it, but boy, is it expensive. Is it worth it? And Aaron Hickman replied, both. Great game. Try an emulation first if you need. Mike mm-hmm. Hall says, well, I can't wait to hear Was It Worth It segment. LOL. <gasps> well, right. okay. Interesting. Uh, on the honorary dudes page, we only have Chris Vanderhoff, who says, I bet the Genesis germs wish they had this on the Genesis. Nice. Very true. They're jealous. Very true. Yeah. Would have been amazing. And, yes. Yeah. And on the Facebook page, we have a couple people. Uh, William Old says, a childhood favorite of mine. Glad I still have my original copy with its box because it's getting expensive. Chris Lethgo says, I like this one. I prefer the Game Boy one and Demon's Crest, but the entire trilogy was fine. And Jay Jorgensen rounds us out with, don't know about this one, Firebrand is awesome. All right. Nice. We got. We do have one on Twitter. Can you guess who it is? Is it Ryan Ballard? It's Ryan Ballard. Nice. We have not lost Ryan Ballard. And it makes me so happy. I know. <laughs> uh, Ryan says, isn't this the sequel to the Game Boy game? Looks like a solid game with a decent soundtrack. And then underneath his comment, he has in parentheses, Ryan from Google Plus. Love it. Yeah, that's a, that's pretty awesome. And it's, by the way, Google Plus is officially gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you can't do anything with it really other than download your stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, sad yeah. demise. It's sad. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> All, right. All right. Well, we got a couple voicemails. And then that'll round us out. All righty. 
Yo, dudes, what's up? It's JZNES from YouTube once again. And I see you guys are playing Gargoyle's Quest 2. Now, that game is awesome. It's like one of the better Capcom games for the system. And, and there's a lot of great Capcom games on the system. But that game is something else. It's pretty great. I, I'd love to play more of it. But then at some point I realized, hey, there's a Gargoyle's Quest 1 on Game Boy. So me and my crazy habits of having to go back and play every game in a series uh, made me have to play that first. And now I'm stuck on that game. But anyway, from what I've played of Gargoyle's Quest 2, it's really great. A little bit hard, it's, uh, but the flying mechanics and stuff, it's pretty pretty dope, and, um, you know, it's a level up system kind of, sort of, and uh, it's, pretty, pretty, it's pretty neat. It's a pretty neat game, especially for NES. Uh, really well done, and very colorful in that. It's aged very well, uh, I think, so. Uh, and then there's Demon's Crest also, that's on Super Nintendo, though, that's, that's a little bit different, that's third game so but they're all they're all pretty great games kind of a kind of underrated series so uh but yeah um yeah that's basically it that's all i gotta say about the music obviously it's capcom so uh that's all i gotta say about Girl girls press 2 but hopefully uh hopefully you guys enjoyed it and i i, I enjoy it so hopefully i get back to it someday all right well this has been jz nes uh Thing. Keep it classic, and, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you, Jay-Z. Jay-Z sounded a little uh, stuffy, too. I think he may have the same thing I do. Mm-hmm. All right, we got one more voicemail. Let's see if uh, let's see who it is here. That, this is probably going to be like one of the most infamous sound bites you'll ever have from Nick Stevens, but uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like, probably top oh. ten. Wow. <laughs> wow, I, I really, I didn't, it I didn't think in. he was, It broke I, in. I didn't think he was gonna he was gonna rank it, but oh man, down to the wire. Oh, I'm so glad he did. It inched its way up. Hey, there. you know what? Game by game, he is we're we're turning him from the dark side to the light side. That's right. Six hundred seventy right. games on the nest, and they're all top ten. Yep. I mean, he's got more top ten NES games now than any other system, I think. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure. His top ten's always changing, though. So I mean, it's it's pretty convenient, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least it always fills in with more NES games, not a bunch of other yeah, oh, right. fluff. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, I guess I can go ahead and say it now, um, but we are actually going to have Nick Stevens on our next Patreon episode for an official, real Nick Stevens top ten. He's going to come on. He's going to come on and give us his his real top ten. I, I bet you, though, there's at least half of that top 10 is going to be Nintendo games. Well, no, I'm assuming it's all Nintendo games. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm why sure. would we have them on? That's yeah, true. Be kind of, that is true. Kind of against yeah. the point. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but we'll find out. So stay tuned, everybody. Okay. All right. Uh, well, Paul, Andy, would you care to... I know people, I know people have listened and uh, enjoyed your speech during our episode, but... Uh, where could they find you if they didn't want to listen to you on our show? Well, you can always find us on YouTube, where we are playing through the NES collection, 678 games. Yep. Uh, you can go to powertripgaming.tv. takes you directly to the channel. You don't have to search through a bunch of other stuff. You can find us there. Yep. You can also find us on Twitter. Uh, our handle is at uh, powertripgaming. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you uh, if you tweet at us, we will tweet back. And, uh, yeah. Add us, 
uh, follow us and we'll follow you. Yep. Obviously, smash that also... like button. Yes, smash <laughs> the like button. That's right. Obviously, we're also on Facebook. I mean, same thing, Power Trip Gaming. Yep. And uh, we also have a podcast that we do too called the Power Trip Gaming Powercast that you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, other various podcasting platforms. Yep, yep. And we also post those episodes on uh, YouTube as well too. So if that is your uh, your platform of choice, then you can find them on there as well too. Yeah. If you don't like the way we play games, listen to us talk about them. Yeah. And if you don't like the way that we play games, uh, comment and let us know that you don't like the way that we play games. <laughs> After you subscribe and smash that like button. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You have to like <laughs> us first and you have to subscribe before you can make fun of us. Is it going to be bad if I comment how bad you are at games? <laughs> <laughs> you comment all the time. It would be no different if you just made a post about it. As long as you smash the like button and subscribe. Every time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, that's good. I, I I do say that people need to go check out Daryl's channel, and I like the podcast better than the YouTube channel. I know that's probably blasphemous to say, but uh... well, it's it's funny because I mean we've wanted to to do kind of like a, a podcast type uh, show for a while, and uh, we we really just started about maybe six or or so months ago. Um, but we absolutely love doing the podcast because we actually get to not play games. So our focus is solely on what it is that we're talking about versus <laughs> trying to focus on playing a game, understanding it, beating it, and and trying to keep our our composure. Uh, energy up. Our energy up while we're getting frustrated. Um, but with the power, uh, the yeah, the power cast, we, uh, we can talk about whatever we want and, and it's a very calm, collected, uh, our our ideas can actually come out and, and not be inhibited by anything. Yeah, it's actually done better so. than I, I thought we were going to do with it. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. So, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good so stuff. I love it. it. I love and, it. And, and, and we definitely make sure not to step on your toes because uh, we're just two Nintendo guys who can never can never go up against the, the Nest dudes. God, no. no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to make that comment, but. You know, as long as, you, no, as long as you're the one saying it. Oh no, it's I, I, I fully admit it, and I do not, uh, I don't regret it, and I mean every word of it. <laughs> well, thank you. But, yes, but thank you. There's room oh, enough. Gonna... There's room enough. And for let all me four say, let me say, big fan. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Are you talking about that big fan in their video, like the? Uh... <laughs> Is there a fan in the video? Keeping cool. We actually have a little fan that's uh that's I think off camera. I got rid of it. Oh, you did get rid of it. It was like it's like a computer fan that they stuffed in a tower, and it's like, oh, this thing's great. Yeah, no, it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't. It didn't work. No, this room gets very hot. All right, all right, Justin, tell them how they can find us and whatnot. Well, you can find us on any social media. Of course, not Google Plus anymore, sadly. Um. Also, uh, two dudes in a nest.com, nintendudes.com, and I always blank on the third one. NES two dudes in a nest. NES Thank you. I don't know why but, we have three. That was really dumb on on my part. But now we've said it on so many episodes. <laughs> it's on now. We're, yeah. We we got to have it. Uh, and you can always call us by going to one of those websites and clicking the little phone button or calling the number, which is. 775 7 Retro 1. 
uh, which is in real numbers, 775-773-8761. Yay. Yay. And uh, be sure to check out the Retro Junkies. Be sure to check out the Wee Guy on YouTube for all his awesome stereoized tunes. And uh, shout out to the Fox Dude for our awesome logos that we have. He, uh, he's pretty nice. Just give them to us for free. Uh, he's just uh, just good dude. That's and right. shout out again to the Power Trip Gaming guys for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for hey, letting us be on again. Thank you. And it's... Finally, Paul uh, picked a pretty good one. I can't believe it. Yeah. I, I actually, I actually picked one out that you guys didn't hate. <laughs> uh, go uh, celebrate. Yeah, go, uh, go buy yourself a cake or something. <laughs> I'm gonna open up a can of peach crush. Oh. There you go. <laughs> it's delicious. Take, take yeah. that, take that peach crush and mix it with some of that uh, red sloppy sippy or whatever you call that stuff, and and just have a good old night. Oof. That's right. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later. All right. Bye. What's what's another? We could, we could do we do Uncle Buck. The Uncle Buck. Is there some, What's a line from Uncle Buck? Uh. What's a good scene from Uncle Buck? I can't think of any good scenes from Uncle Buck. I don't even know what Wait that a minute. is. Hi there, Buck Melanoma. Molly Russell's wart. No, not her, not her wart. I'm I'm the wart. She's my tumor. My my growth. <laughs> what? Hey, how about uh, I, don't I got an idea? That in Uncle I, Buck, actually. I got an idea. Maybe we just uh, maybe we just start the podcast like we normally do. Maybe yeah. that's probably. <laughs> that. It sounds yeah. safer at this point. You know what? <laughs>